Hello and welcome back to the Move and Inspire podcast with me, Sophie Deer, where I chat to inspiring thinkers and leaders who will empower people like you and me to live a healthier and happier life. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Move and Inspire podcast. This week we have Naomi Smart, a digital creator, a recent yoga teacher graduate and founder of Smart Skin. Welcome, Naomi. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Uh, thank you so much for, for giving us your time. I, um, I'm really happy that we've like reconnected more recently because um, we must have met, I was trying to think, a few years ago at the Power Yoga Company in London when you came to one of my classes and we yeah, got chatting yeah. and, um, and it was quite early on in your yoga journey, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I think around that time I had probably just moved to Parsons Green and I was so happy to find the Power Yoga Company and of course you and I remember getting into such a lovely routine with my yoga. So that that really was around about the beginning of my serious yoga journey, I suppose. <laughs> and it was so nice because we started doing some um, private classes together because you, you were keen to learn to headstand and we got you into your headstand pretty quickly, and then we started doing some tutorials for um, like your audience and my audience. So we've done some work together, and um, it's always just been such a pleasure teaching you. And then I remember when we, we, were, we were actually both leaving London at a really similar time. Like you were going to India, I was off to Bali, and then we, yeah, over the last um, year, we've kept in touch whilst I was away, and you've obviously come back to the UK. But more recently, we kind of got chatting about um, lots of things that I'm excited to chat to you today about. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like we've actually been in quite a similar life journey recently, I suppose, like the last 12 months or so. And um, I mean, back to the one-on-one yoga, that was amazing because I I do remember like my goal was to do a headstand and I thought, God, this is going to take like years. (laughs) It didn't take long at all. And that's completely down to you. So I owe my headstand 100% to Sophie. And then, yeah, we went down like a very similar path with our lives, I think. And then it was absolutely bizarre that I think the day before I moved to India and I was like frantically running around London just trying to, you know, do run all these final errands, I bumped into you and then you told me that you were also moving very, very soon to Bali. And it was just like this really crazy thing, like, okay, I'm going to India, you're going to Bali. And I think it's so lovely that we've been able to keep in contact, even though we've been in very different parts of the world during the past 12 months. I mean, I'm back in London now and I'm very jealous that you're still in Bali it sounds like you're living the absolute dream but yeah I'm really excited to um to have this conversation with you yeah I love I love that I feel like um it it also shows how I think um because through things like Instagram um we talk about things that have affected us um and we are both open to being um I suppose a, a bit vulnerable um especially as we as you said this last year which we'll get onto a bit later but I think that it just shows the power of sharing stories and I think when I checked in with you and I was like how are you and you shared your story with me and then I was like by the way a really similar thing happened to me and it we just got chatting and it was just this wonderful sense of support and I I have really found that with my um, audience when I start to open up and talk about various things. I really find that if they have been through a similar thing, they then give me, um, you know, words of wisdom and we're all kind of cheering each other on. So I think the power of, um, yeah, the opening up really can unite us as friends and, um, yeah, even through social media. So, yeah, very powerful but before we get onto that, I would love you just to give a little bit um, of background to how you kind of became a digital creator. Yeah, so I've been doing it for so many years now. It's crazy having been through this whole journey almost from like the start of when YouTube started, you know, getting popular. Um, I accidentally fell into it. So I was at university studying and I created these amazing friends outside of university um, with my ex-partner as well. 
And they were all in this incredible, like, bubble of YouTube and the beginning of social media. And I was absolutely fascinated by it, but very much on a separate path with my law degree. And then as soon as I graduated, um, I realized that actually I didn't want to go down the legal route. Um, I was so pleased that I'd studied it, obviously, but I just realized actually law wasn't for me career-wise. And these friends that I had made that were absolutely thriving and loving what they were doing, I was kind of in the background of a lot of their videos on YouTube. They were like, look, just do it for fun. Create your own channel. Like, just be part of, like, our gang, like, our crew. At that point, I wasn't this overly extroverted, outgoing person, I suppose. I mean, I was outgoing, but I wasn't, like very confident and the thought of me being in front of a camera was absolutely terrifying so I really resisted it at first um, but then I started seeing that actually these like my friends audiences were asking for me to create my own channels as well and at this point I mean I graduated and I didn't really know what I wanted to do in the long term so I just thought okay I've actually got nothing to lose I'm just going to give it a go I'm going to create my own YouTube channel and there are so many things that I'm passionate about and interested in other than law that I've just been studying, that this may be a really nice outlet for me to just express those those passions of mine, like one being cooking and veganism. Um, at that point, it wasn't yoga, actually, but a lot about beauty because I love my skincare. So it was just like this really nice creative outlet. So I started my YouTube channel and, I mean, from there, everything just kind of snowballed in a way that I had never ever expected it to do I was almost just thinking this is a really nice thing to do for the time being until I you know land on my feet but unexpectedly that be became me landing on my feet that became my career uh, and this was years and years ago so it's been a real interesting exciting journey seeing how social media has evolved over the years I mean YouTube and Instagram is such a different place now to what it was back then. Not necessarily in an overly positive or negative way, it's just evolved and grown. Um, so I feel really lucky actually to have been there from the beginning and kind of molded my, my job <laughs> around how it has evolved, which is, yeah, it's been a really great journey. It's really interesting what you say about, um, you know, feeling nervous to be in front of camera and um I feel like I talk to people about that a lot especially because I'm now starting to teach teachers how to go online and I do believe that a, a lot of people need to go on social media to um get work in this this current climate and people are like oh you just make it look really easy and I'm like yeah but that's take 10 that I've done and it's taken me like three years of talking to camera to do this and yeah for so long I feel I felt stupid doing this and like you know when you go and do when I I go and do like a yoga photo shoot and people are thinking that I've gone you know they see it on Instagram and they're like oh look Sophie's doing yoga today and it's like no I did a yoga shoot and I had 10 <laughs> outfits and it took ages and I felt so stupid doing a warrior two in the freezing cold in London on a wall like of the yeah. river Thames you know it, you, <laughs> and you don't feel naturally super confident it's something that you just you kind of have to just get to grips with and, and do and it's obviously not for everyone but um I definitely think that it takes a bit of time to to get confidence around that I mean I don't know how long it took you yeah no I'm exactly the same um, and I also feel like the more you do it I mean practice makes perfect right the more you do it the more confident you actually become in yourself because when I first started I definitely didn't feel natural I felt really uncomfortable I felt silly whereas now I think having done it for so many years I've got so much practice and experience with being in front of the camera, whether it's like my own camera or on set, it means that actually I can completely relax and I feel like I can be completely myself. But that can also be reflected in my general personality because I feel like maybe had I not like kind of pushed myself and encouraged myself to, to do that and be in front of the camera, I may still be quite a shy, reserved, introverted person. 
Whereas I feel like my career has definitely molded me and my character in a really positive way because it, I feel like it's forced me out of my shell. And there have been so many moments where I felt so out of my comfort zone, which is horrible at the time, but it's had a really positive impact on me. And I feel like I hopefully am a bubbly, more open person now as a result. Yeah, and I think it's also like remembering, um, so for people who haven't done this um, for very long, it is going to feel silly, it is going to feel awkward, you do feel a bit ridiculous, but the more you practice it, like with anything, the kind of the easier it becomes. It's like doing these podcasts, I remember I was terrified when I started, and now I've kind of got into my groove with it and it feels a lot more comfortable, but yeah, these things just do do take time and we're not all like straight away, you know, supernatural at it. Um, but I think what's also really lovely about you is um, when you talk about um, you feel really natural in front of the camera now. The other thing is you are the subject matter that you're talking about and that you're promoting, etc. is stuff that's really close to your heart. Yes, that's so true. Yeah. And especially in the last few months, I think I've really opened up to speak about things that are quite personal, I think, but things that I really want to talk about and spread awareness I suppose or just allow people to to know that it's okay to be feeling certain things but even when I'm talking about things like yoga or food like recipes things like that they're all things that I'm really passionate about so I feel like I can speak very naturally about and that comes down to authenticity and integrity because if I had created my whole brand around things that I actually didn't care about, I think it would really come across and it wouldn't sit well with me. And, you know, people watching, they know as well. It's so obvious when someone is like trying to, you know, sell something, whether it's a certain lifestyle or a product, they don't really care about it. It's so obvious. Mm, yeah, you're so right. Um, in this current climate, with so we're in lockdown right now the UK is in lockdown what are the things that are, are keeping you sane one thing that I have realized is really helping me is having a routine because I think it's so easy to when you're not having to leave the house for a meeting or to physically get to work meeting or any of that I think it's quite easy to end up just feeling a bit lost and it's like well how do I structure my day and that's when it feels like the days are just dragging so I've tried to really create a nice routine um, and that includes yoga, fitness or running, some kind of, you know, exercise. And I'm trying to do both at the moment in a day. So like my yoga, I'm actually, I've switched it up and I'm doing it more either in the afternoon or the evenings to calm down and then say like a nice run in the morning. Um, although we had a really lovely practice this morning of yoga. Thank you for that. Love that. Um, I was actually just saying how I feel so old because in the morning I feel so like creaky like you can literally hear my joints cracking in the morning with yoga it's awful <laughs> it's showing my age um but then also things like throughout the day going outside even if it's not for a long walk because I know like work can be quite demanding it's hard to you know get out for a run and do yoga and go for a walk every single day but just being outside, so I even if work is super, super busy, I just go outside in the garden for a little walk, just get some fresh air. And kind of having that structure throughout my day is really, really helping. And eating well, almost like scheduling in your meals. So having breakfast, having your lunch, having your dinner, like things like that. I think even though they're so simple and so obvious, they're also things that we can almost forget about in lockdown because lockdown is so alien like it's not not it's not normal life even though this is our third lockdown for me it doesn't feel normal being stuck home all the time um so just having those little things structured throughout the day is really really helping and I've also been trying to incorporate some meditation even if it's just for five or ten minutes it really really helps and do you write your routine down do you like plan it the day before or anything like that I have done um and journaling actually in general is something that I've been doing so I, I did at the beginning of the third lockdown I thought right 
this lockdown is going to be different. I'm going to have make sure it's as structured as I possibly can. So I've got a routine. So I did write down um, everything from like what time I'm waking up, when I'm having my breakfast, what exercise I'm going to do, like the whole thing the whole day. I don't think I've stuck to that once, but just like having <laughs> that, that whole list there kind of helps because it just made me want to have a routine and a structure. So even though I've never actually done this whole thing, like start to finish with the exact times, like, right, alarm goes off at 7, and then I'll be out the door at 7.30 for a run. I don't think I've stuck to it that that strictly at all. But the process of writing it down, it shows intention, right? So... (laughs) Yeah, and I think that's a, a really good lesson as well, is to, like be able to be flexible with your routine. I mean, out in Bali, we've not had anything like what you've got at home. But I, this year, I've got really... I can get very overwhelmed by things, especially, I think, running my own business and so on. And um, it's definitely something I'm working on. But I've um, I've now got a whiteboard. And every... Either Sunday night or Monday morning, I set up my week by writing down on my whiteboard my week. So like my appointments, what I want to do that day, um, you know, whether it's like social stuff or bits and bobs for work. And then on, uh, so that's like on the left side, I'm looking at now, on the right side, I've got like a priorities bit and the priorities is not only like um, work stuff, but priorities for me. So I've got like writing, uh, playing my guitar, um, dancing every day, handstands. And then below that, I've got like an intention affirmations and gratitude bit as well and I love it I'm the same as you like I don't necessarily stick to it completely but I just love that I've like put it on there my intention is there and then I also get reminded of my like positive affirmation for the week and it's it's all brightly colored and I've actually I feel like I've inspired quite a lot of people to get a whiteboard because I I film it on time lapse every week and it's just great I love love it and yours is so visible, whereas mine is just like written, you know, on the back of a notepad somewhere. And who knows where that notepad even is now? Whereas yours is just like there every day. I noticed your whiteboard actually, um, was it last week with the yoga? And I remember thinking like, ooh, I want to have a little like nosy of this whole whiteboard situation. <laughs> You've got to do it. It's so great. It's such a great feeling. I get like super proud of my whiteboard. <laughs> yeah, I might have to do that. <laughs> So recently you graduated from your 200-hour yoga teacher training. Why did you decide to do your teacher training? So I did my teacher training at the Power Yoga Company, which is the studio that you have obviously taught at and where we met. And it's a studio that I absolutely love. Um, And I had gone through a really rough patch last summer. And I immediately like had to go into healing mode, like, right, I'm going to do everything for me. I'm going to be super selfish. What is it that I love? And I remember writing down a list of all the things that make me happy and make me feel good and the things that I think are going to really help me through this period. And at the top of the list was yoga. And I'd actually for a long time had been wanting to do my yoga teacher training, but I had planned to do it in India because I'd moved to Mumbai in January of last year and so the plan was to eventually find a really great place probably in the north of India um, to go and spend a month doing my 200 hours and because I'd moved out there in January and I was planning on being there for a year or two I hadn't made any like strict plans to like go and do it specifically because I just thought okay the time will come Um, but then because of coronavirus I had to come back in March of last year so I ended up only being there for two months so I didn't get anything done that I thought I would and then after this period in the summer I just thought right I'm not going to wait around for the right time anymore because I feel like we all are guilty of doing that there's things that we we have in the back of our mind that we want to do whether it's like you know a course of some kind or or career goals I feel like it's so easy to just always say I'll wait for the right time you know I can't do it right now and the time will come eventually in the future and I just thought you know what that time's never going to come you just need to like do it and just book it and so this had been playing on my mind and I was back home in Sussex where I am now at my parents 
And I went on to the Power Yoga Company to book in a live class because this was during, gosh, I can't remember what lockdown it was. It was at some point last year. Who knows when? <laughs> and I just went on to book an online class and this notification like popped up on the screen and it said, yoga teacher training starting in September of this year. And I just remember thinking, it must have been summer last year. I just remember thinking, yep that's my sign, that's it, it's calling me. And without even thinking about it or sitting on it at all or speaking to anyone about it, I just signed up there and then. I literally put my deposit down <laughs> there and then. Didn't think about it. And within a few weeks, yeah, because this, this would have been August last year, within a few weeks I found myself in Parsons Green on my YTT, and it was amazing. And the journey was um, incredible. I was so pleased. I remember the first day just being there and meeting everyone and just thinking, this is exactly where I need to be. And that week was absolute chaos. Chaos. I cannot even describe. Like, gosh, I had moved from Sussex to London into a new flat, then um, started my yoga teacher training with the Power Yoga Company in Parsons Green. And I launched my skincare business in the space of three days. And I remember on the first day of this yoga teacher training, we were lying in Shavasana. We'd just um, completed like our first 60-minute vinyasa flow. And I'm lying in Shavasana and I'm thinking, right, I think the delivery men are probably at my new flat right now and my friends will be letting them in because I was on this course and my friends had to let the delivery guy into my new flat. And then I was like, and yeah, hopefully um, I can schedule, you know, like the launch for the website for my new skincare brand, you know, later tonight. All of this, like, <laughs> it was absolute madness. But in a way, I'm so grateful that everything happened at once because, I mean, not only was it a massive distraction for me, it also just meant that I was forced to, like, be this, like, strong person, Um and I've never thought of myself as being like a very strong person. But in that moment, and especially looking back to September of last year, I honestly don't know how I did it all, but I did. And I'm so, so proud and grateful for everything happening at once because I feel like I've, I've grown. I've, I feel like a new person. Yeah, and I think that shows a lot of like your... Um decision to really want to just as you said heal and I think um it'd be great to talk now about um your breakup and um yeah and that decision to heal because when when we spoke last week about this uh, we had so much as we've already said like very similar situations so just for people who don't know I um November kind of 2019 separated from my husband then moved to Bali March 2020 it was all very sudden um and out of the blue which is where we kind of um have a very similar situation in that very out of the blue for me and then I've um ended up in Bali and have made the decision to um divorce my husband um and the difficulties of going through a breakup but the huge amount that if you decide to heal, that you can learn from it, it's just incredibly powerful. And I feel like we've, we've had um, some really great insights together. It's been really great chatting about that. So I'd love you to share a little bit more about your story around that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think our circumstances, like the, I guess the, the reasons for our breakup is, is very different. But one thing that is very similar is that it was, sudden out of the blue we both planned our futures in a way or, or thought we were going in a certain direction and then suddenly like it's like everything has just been pulled from underneath you and you're just free falling and you have to land on your feet somehow and the similarities with us is also that we both had to consciously decide to heal and look after ourselves and not run away from those feelings and emotions and everything that's happened we had to really lean into the pain and it is a conscious decision and it's incredibly painful and uncomfortable and I mean I've never known a pain like it ever but somehow luckily I 
decided to just like run towards that pain and face it head on and just think this is the only way that I'm ever actually going to recover from this if I deal with this right now and from our conversations I think you did exactly the same and I was actually thinking about you um a couple of days ago about how incredible it is with the whole timing because with your breakup it was before coronavirus and you'd already decided to move to Bali like that was already kind of set in stone like you're going through this awful time and you're moving to Bali to heal and then the pandemic hit and I just think how unbelievable is it that out of all of the years that's when your breakup divorce and moving to Bali happened during a pandemic it's like everything's happening at once and in a way if the pandemic's going to come at any time in a way like it was really good timing for you that you've been able to spend the past 12 months in the most incredible magical place, meeting amazing people and just almost like living your absolute dream and your career and with yoga, like everything. It's almost like the stars have aligned and made what could have been the most horrendous year, which has been for you know so many people in different ways. But it's almost like you've been able to make it quite a magical year for you and I was just thinking about this like it's so it's so interesting how sometimes the stars just align um yeah and I feel like you've really been able to make it into quite a positive experience for you um and I suppose for me as well in a different way I mean unfortunately I'm not in Bali (laughs) as much as I would love to be (laughs) um but yeah I think with my breakup um it did come out of the blue and we were engaged so we weren't married um, and we haven't had to go through a divorce but we were engaged so I suppose the intentions of spending your lives together were there and just last summer it was like my whole life was turned completely upside down out of the blue didn't see it coming at all and it was complete hell it just felt like oh a physical pain it was horrible I've never experienced heartbreak in my life I thought I had (laughs) but I really hadn't having gone through this last year and yes I think now it's been six months and I can honestly and truly look back on that whole phase of my life of last summer and think I'm so grateful that that happened to me because I do feel like a new stronger person and I have learned so much about myself and people around me as well in general and it's really forced me to look inwards and I don't think I would have done that had you know everything just been easy breezy got married and you know spent the rest of our lives together who knows how that would have gone but I know for sure I would have been so comfortable that I wouldn't have felt the need to take that look inwards and think about me and this isn't to say that after a breakup you always should you know blame yourself or think I need to change that's that's not what this is about this is about how do I heal and how do I improve myself as a result so it's actually been a really beautiful time for me I think and that's why I I feel grateful for for what's happened yeah I think um what you know you're saying about blaming yourself how I look at it is it's like I decided just to get really curious like that's what one of my mentors um talks about she says curiosity compassion and responsibility so I just got really curious about my patterns my behaviors you have this time to be nostalgic don't you in a, in a breakup because you're like for me it was 10 years and I, I met Ben when I was 23 so very very young and just having that time to really reflect and work out how I, as you said, kind of, I don't know if these are your words, but kind of almost like you improve yourself. Like you can't do anything about anyone else. And I think this goes for for life in general. We can't change other people, but we can change our reactions and how we view things and how we're going to approach things. And I've had some people say to me, oh, you ran away to Bali. Like, 100%, there's a huge amount of me that ran away to Bali. I I couldn't deal with the pain, and I I didn't want to be in London without this person in my life. I couldn't even imagine it. 
and I'd always wanted to live abroad. So yes, there was a sense of running away and I'm definitely dealing with that kind of pattern of mine of like running. But I also really decided to put things into my life that were going to nurture me and nourish me and give me opportunities to grow. And I have done, uh, I'm still in the middle of my codependency course, but I did a course on boundaries. We've had a little chat about boundaries as well. Like, and it's just taught me so much and opened my eyes to the things I do need to take responsibility for. And it's not in a way of like, oh, I'm guilty because I did that. Because at that time, I didn't know I was doing that. But now it means that looking forwards, I do have the information to improve, to be a better partner, to be in a better um, relationship. So, yeah, I think that the idea of just getting really curious and then thinking about taking some responsibility in a comp- in a kind and compassionate way is incredibly powerful. Yeah, I, I actually love that, like putting it into the perspective of curiosity rather than, you know, changing yourself. It is about discovering yourself like who you are what you want what you don't want just getting to know yourself on a deeper level and it is it's all about self-discovery and when you just said you know maybe you were running away actually I mean you've just said it you you've always wanted to live abroad so you were actually running towards something like you were finally thinking what do I want what do I want to do where do I want to be I want to be in Bali and I'm going for it so you were running towards towards that and those opportunities which is amazing and I think it's safe to say you made the right decision because it it just seems like you're so so happy as a result um and also I think you're right in saying that we can't change other people and I think after a breakup it's very natural to become very angry and resentful towards that person whether it's their decision or yours I, I think that's irrelevant I think you can always become quite like angry and think oh if only they'd done this and you know just just almost projecting your own unhappiness onto that person and wishing that they would be someone different but you're never ever going to achieve anything from that and this comes down to friendships and family as well we can always want someone to change but that's not right you should never try to make someone change because I think it should always come from inwards and if you can help yourself and your reactions to to people's behaviors it just makes that whole process so much more manageable and hopefully that person will be able to look inwards as well and that's where change comes from I don't think you can ever force someone to change and you shouldn't want to either yeah I agree and I think there's a lovely um like a I've learned this through boundaries um often when you set a boundary with someone even though they might react badly at first because you've never set a boundary before and they feel hurt and then you're going to feel guilty, et cetera, et cetera. What ends up really beautifully happening is that that person then starts to look inwards and that person then starts to create their own boundaries. So if you can reflect inwards, not always, but often people will start to do their own work and, Mm. and change themselves. And I've seen that with people close to me because the way I speak is very differently to how I spoke five years ago, the way I look at myself, the way I take that responsibility. And and I think it kind of becomes almost like infectious because people are like, oh, she's handling this quite well. Completely. It's like a ripple effect. And that's what self-love is all about. The, the more you love yourself, the better you can love others. And that ripple effect will go on and on and hopefully affect those people around you in a really positive way and inspire them to actually practice self-love as well and self-discovery and yeah you're completely right and I think like as well like um looking at how people react my I always think about um how my meditation teacher Gillian whenever she's asked a question she's she takes time to reply and she's just got this like this aura of just it's just so powerful I can't even explain give a word to it but you want some of it whenever you're around her you want some of it and I noticed like I remember my mum saying to me that I I think it was when I um oh yeah someone drove into me it was a few years ago someone drove into me and my car was all smashed up it was fine it was it was like a little knock it really wasn't bad but um, my car was smashed up and it was around I think it was around Christmas time and I needed my car for the journeys around you know going to family etc and um I just dealt with it and I got on with 
dealing with the insurance. You know those things are just frustrating. It's not your fault. It's a pain. And my mum said to me, like, a few years before that, I would have screamed, got angry, got upset. And I just dealt with it. And she she yeah. kind of then was getting curious to, as to what it was that was helping me with that. And it was just purely yoga and meditation and therapy. And and it all, all of that stuff, like, interlinks really, really well, I believe. Um, but, yeah, I think you can show show people and and they want some of it yeah it's incredibly powerful i think yeah the the practice of yoga and meditation it it's not just about being on your mat it's more about how it's going to affect you off the mat and i've definitely noticed that and i think the breakup is a prime example of that i i can't say you know the way that i dealt with it is all because of yoga and meditation but definitely a massive part of who I am and how I deal with difficult situations now is massively about how my mindset has been changed through yoga practice and meditation. What would you say um, you feel like you, this might be a little bit of a tricky question, but like you learnt or discovered about yourself the most that kind of surprised you? Is there anything that jumps out? I think that I'm stronger than I've ever given myself credit for. I can honestly say that now I do feel like a really strong woman and I don't think I've ever felt like that before. I think I was almost like embarrassed or like timid to be a strong, powerful woman because it sounds a bit like I am strong, I'm powerful. But like, I don't know, I've never thought or seen myself in that way. But the last six months, I really pride myself on being that and not just in terms of oh the breakup and now I feel like you know I've gone through this journey and I feel really strong but in terms of like my career and being a good friend like my family like just in general how I deal with things I feel like for the first time ever in my life I do feel strong and powerful and I love it and I love this feeling it's incredibly and it's empowering and I'm 28 be 29 in a couple of months and I just think how have I gone through my life not feeling like a strong and powerful woman and and why like why is that like have I not been encouraged through society or whatever it is to be strong and powerful I don't I really don't know but I think it's it's the tough times that have enabled me to actually see that I am stronger than I've ever thought I am I think that's really beautiful. I got goosebumps as you said that. I feel like um, part of it is definitely for me is through society, um, I think uh, for women especially, we do get taught to like play small and it's celebrated when we're like, you know, demure and humble and actually stepping into a very similar role as you of this of feeling that strength. That I'm I'm totally okay on my own. Yeah, I had all of these plans for my life, but that's okay. I can make new plans, and I really am okay on my own. That that power, I think, of being on your own, because again, there's this. I think society teaches us that we need to be saved by our Disney prince, mm. and um, that creates things like codependency and so on. But I do believe that. Um, the more we have these wonderful role models of, of women stepping up and being proud to stand in their strength rather than feeling like they have to play small, the more that is going to ripple out um, to people. Yeah, I completely agree. I think we've grown up in a world as young women to almost be taught to be as small as you possibly can because that makes you more like desirable and because you're, you're waiting to be saved. And it's like you're, you're... I was talking to my friend about this. It's like we've been taught to be women sat on a shelf waiting to be picked by a man. And so why, why do we need to be picked by a man for our happiness and to feel like more of a woman? Like I, I've, yeah, definitely been thinking about this more than ever in that, I actually don't want to be chosen or picked by a man. Like, why, why is that power in the man's hands anyway to be the one to choose you? 
but also like why does that like you say the codependency why why do you need someone there to make you feel more worthy as a human being like i i don't feel like that right now i actually feel more empowered than i ever have in my entire life and i don't have a partner but i've got an incredible network that are really lifting me up and they're my friends and my family and you know my co-workers and this network almost like one big massive family has really empowered me more than one person I feel ever could and you know maybe one day hopefully I will meet someone because I do want you know a partner going forward but I will never rely on them for my happiness or my strength or my power because I've already got that yeah it's so cool I talk about it in a way of like always having your own back like it's great to have a community who support you but ultimately you've got to have your own back you've got to support yourself um, before you can even really be in a, like a healthy relationship, you need to have that self-worth, that feeling of like, I got this, you know? Yeah. And it's terrifying though. And it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. Totally. It's taken a lot of work. Like the me of five, six years ago, I f- was like, my self-worth was on the floor and, mm. um, I really had to take, um, take time and do the work to get to a place where I do feel strong and I think um, to anyone who feels like they're in that place at the moment where their self-worth is low and they, they're struggling and they're feeling like they're failing the the reminder or the little bit of advice I would say and I, I don't know if you would agree with this especially at the time when you were feeling very hurt in your breakup it's just day by day step by step And I mean, I I remember being at a place where I had to write down or it was part of my therapy to write down something I achieved during the day. And it was like, I I got out of bed, I made a cup of tea, I walked around the block. And it's kind of similar. I feel for a lot of people in lockdown, like those little achievements, they are the baby steps and they don't feel huge. But I promise you, I had to do that for a long time to get myself to a place where my self-worth grew and I felt stronger and it just does happen bit by bit it doesn't happen overnight Mm, no I completely agree I think it's all about staying present isn't it like don't dwell too much on the past and also don't worry too much about the future try and stay in the here and now and like you say take it it's it's all about baby steps one day at a time stay present think about what you're grateful for right now and what you're going to do right now. And that's what I did with my journaling. Um, I've kind of slowed down the journaling a little bit now, but a few months ago I was doing it almost all day, every day, just any thought that came to me, I'd write it down. And that was all about staying present. And it really, really helped. I love that. So one thing I wanted to talk to you about was um, something that we mentioned last week about comparison, because I think that's a difficult thing for a lot of people. And when we do get stuck in that place of worrying about the future and, um, you know, we both have talked about wanting children in the future and I'm a bit older than you and I have people saying to me, oh, well, when are you going to have babies, etc. And um, again, for me, it is very much about staying in the present moment, knowing that um, my, I can't change my situation how it is. All I can do is just really thoroughly enjoy what I have right now rather than compare myself to my friend's most of whom have babies, etc. But um, is there anything you you can build on that in terms of of comparison? I think when I was in my long term relationship, I felt a lot of pressure actually because um, he was a few years older than me, so a lot of his friends were married with babies, and my friends were just starting with that. And without necessarily knowing that I was feeling pressure it was definitely on my mind because it was so like there like in front of me the whole time and I feel like a lot of maybe the engagement that we were in and our plans and everything it has made me think how much of that actually came from truly us and what we wanted and how much of it came from just external influences. Um, Because now that I'm not in that relationship and I'm single, it has made me think, why did I feel like I needed 
like marriage and babies so much when really I was only 28 it's very very young it's not something you know that you need to be worrying about or thinking about but I I did and I did feel like okay right am I on track you know right wedding will be when I'm this age and babies will be when I'm this age that's that's good but it's like why did I feel like there is a right or wrong with love marriage partners and I've done a lot of um considerations of what I was kind of feeling when I was a child and I definitely subconsciously set this like timeline for my life like okay hopefully I'll meet someone when I'm like 25 and then we'll get engaged and I'll be married at this age and then I'll have kids and it's like I haven't ever reconsidered that timeline that I set when I was probably 14 years old which is ridiculous and yeah it's only now that I'm thinking hopefully when the time is right things will just fall into place but I'm really trying to take off that pressure and you know now I would say most of my friends they are either married with babies um onto their second babies or at least like engaged and in long-term relationships and um there are definitely moments where I'm like okay I'm the single one like what's going on here but actually, I just feel like I'm still on my own journey right now, and I'm still rediscovering so much about myself, and I'm really enjoying it. And I really feel like, I think you said this actually um, a minute ago, that your self-worth and your happiness, it needs to come from within, it needs to come from you, and that's when you'll attract the right people. So I'm still very much like just enjoying this time and also we're in a lockdown like who knows how long this is going to go on for so there is like no pressure in that respect right now I'm just very much enjoying being 28 years old living at my parents house in Sussex never would have predicted this would happen but it's an absolute blessing in disguise and because I'm still doing all of this work on myself and figuring out what it is that I want and I do really feel like going forward when life goes back to normal all of that work that I've done on myself will attract the right people and the right person and that's only going to happen when the time is right I'm very much a believer that the universe is kind of working on this and that you know everything that's happened in our lives so far it's been for a reason and hopefully all for the best and you can't force too much you can't worry too much about the future and want something so much that isn't necessarily right for you you kind of just need to relax and know that the right time will come and that gives me so much peace just knowing that I don't need to worry about all of this stuff I don't need to think about when am I going to meet someone when am I going to get married when am I going to have babies because I've just taken that pressure away because I know that when the time is right hopefully you know it will happen and I can relax just knowing that yeah, it's like all we have is now. I love that that mm. saying. So just moving um, onto a slightly different topic, your job, um, you have to do a lot of social media. And I wanted to know whether you firstly find social media hard, because it's something that I struggle with. Um, and how do you deal with um, finding that balance between you your life and social media when so much of your life how you lead your life is on social media yeah I think now more than ever I've realized that actually I do want to keep my private life private um whether that means when I do get into a relationship in the future like do I actually want that publicized and like on my social media no I don't think so um I've realized more that my social media the reason people follow me is hopefully because they want to get a little dose of positivity and maybe be inspired with um plant-based recipes or yoga or just general self-love and encouraging um the discovery of yourself and self-worth and everything I don't necessarily think those people need to see my personal life because 
that's not going to help them in any way and also it's not going to help me in any way so like why why is there the need to like put a selfie up of you and your boyfriend <laughs> you know what I mean which is something that I've definitely done in the past <laughs> um also relationship um photos on social media get the highest engagement I find <laughs> so there was definitely I think this part of me like a couple of years ago or whatever that was like oh yeah that's a really nice selfie like throw it on Instagram like whereas I don't want to do that anymore that's not going to be me going forward I want to keep that really really personal and I actually think there's something quite like fun and exciting having like the secret private life like no one's going to know when I'm dating or <laughs> when I've got a boyfriend or whatever and it's the same with like friends like I, w- I want to keep all of that really personal um and I think that comes down to boundaries and I don't think I've really had many of those like on social media in the past I think because I've been on it for so long I've grown up almost on YouTube and Instagram that I've become so complacent and so comfortable with my life online it's almost been like my identity that I haven't ever considered setting boundaries like what is it about me and my life that I want to keep completely private and offline. I've never considered that, which is crazy, like, hearing it and speaking about it out in the open like that, because I think, how? Like, this is your life. But I just haven't. I was so, so young when I started YouTube and Instagram. And, like I said, the the images and the content that does most well is almost, like, the most private and the most personal. But I think as I've grown up, and especially now during the last six months, I've realized I really need to keep a part of me to me and be a bit more selfish and just realize that actually, even though maybe those images, the engagement is really, really high, what's it actually serving? Like, how is, how is that going to benefit me as a person, but also my audience? And I just don't really see the point the point of it anymore other than getting loads of likes which I'm just not interested in anymore um so I I do think it's all about setting boundaries and boundaries like we've said is something we've been speaking about and you've done a lot of work in which is amazing and I think boundaries goes beyond just a romantic relationship because I think that's what we automatically think like oh boundaries means like um saying yes and no to certain things in your relationship no I think it can boundaries can be a part of every aspect of your life, in your career, your friendships, your family, your romantic relationships, yourself. I think it's so important to establish those boundaries. And I think with my work and my social media, that definitely is now coming into play. And being, um, like having a lot of followers on Instagram, obviously gives you opportunities but I can imagine you can get some difficult and negative comments how how do you deal with that I would love to say that it doesn't bother me and you know I don't know who these people are so why would I care but it really does um the positive messages that I get throughout the day, like sometimes I get, you know, these long messages saying, thank you so much for being so open about your journey. It's really helped me. I've gone through a divorce or I've just ended, you know, a 10-year relationship and your your video on emotional healing has helped me beyond words. That, in, like, the impact it has on me is incredible and encourages me to keep going and serves me a purpose, Um but equally, it's the negative ones. Like, I get a lot of negative messages through my DMs on Instagram, um, comments on YouTube, comments on my Instagram posts, uh, things that aren't necessarily going to help me or anyone. They're things that I can't change about, like, my appearance. Um, like, I'll literally say, for example, in one day, get a comment on my YouTube video saying oh God, you're eating too much, you've put on a bit of weight recently, and why aren't you as defined as you should be considering the exercise and yoga you do? But then on the same day, on an Instagram post, there'd be comments saying that I'm too skinny and I clearly have an eating disorder and I'm spreading negativity because I'm too skinny or something. But that's in the space of like a couple of hours, one extreme to the other. So... It's, it's this constant battle of, like, I'm being 
said, a lot of like negativity, but from from two extremes, it's hard to know what to like listen to. But then at the same time, I know that's not constructive criticism because it's about appearance, and you know I can't really exactly change the way that I look, and especially I don't want to do that for validation or to please other people. Um, I think the most important thing in that respect is that you feel good and healthy in yourself, and that's all that matters, and that's all that should ever matter. Um, but I think especially around the breakup last summer, at first I received a, the most incredible support from my audience, and I still do now. But then I think after a few weeks, it then got quite nasty. Um, you know, messages telling me that I deserve this unhappiness or um, no wonder this has happened because I'm X, Y, and Z, and all of this. I really like nasty things about again my appearance my character and yeah like I said at the beginning I wish I could you know sit here and say it doesn't bother me but it does it really does and I to be honest don't want to be putting myself out there too much because I think the more of your personal life that you feed onto your social media the more you're going to attract people's opinions about you as a person and a character which again is why I'm wanting to set these boundaries. I don't want to put my personal life out there because, yeah, the more you do, the more negativity I think you're going to attract. So it's all about just knowing, like, why you're online or, or why you're doing what you're doing, what message you're, you're putting out there, and hopefully people will respect that. And they'll respect your boundaries as well. You don't have to specifically say your boundaries, but they'll be able to see, you know, like, her personal life isn't online anymore. We don't have a right to actually criticise her on that because they don't know what's going on in my private life anyway. So I'm not giving them any any like ammunition, you know. Yeah, and I think going back to everything you've said about building your inner strength, I do believe like the more the more you have that feeling of like you back yourself, like you said with with your weight you don't want to change it for anyone else you're happy in yourself and just continually remembering that that people can have their own opinions but like as long as you keep backing yourself you know that's the most important thing and it's funny I I get um I've had people because um I think people know through social media um that I have taught you and I've taught um deliciously Ella and people are like what are they like? And I'm always like, they're so lovely and so nice. And it's funny because I think being like an influencer, um, I feel like, or actually, I don't even know if you need to say the word influencer, but like popular on Instagram, I feel like automatically people have a bit, can have a bit of a negative connotation with that. And I have um, ended up, teaching earlier kind of in my yoga teaching career I have ended up teaching some influencers who came to yoga classes and were on their phones for the whole thing and uh, or maybe like talking through the class or saying that they would post something and then didn't and um, I've definitely uh, worked with some some people who haven't been the loveliest to work with um whereas I feel like with you and Ella it's always just been so lovely and so easy and the best thing is that I actually just get on with both of you as friends um but I I wonder what you feel about that because you must know that people have that negative connotation and like yeah just your thoughts on that yeah I mean that's so lovely to hear um I'm glad in real life I'm still nice (laughs) but there is definitely a negative connotation and even actually before there was a negative connotation um when that term influencer started being used for like digital content creators it never ever sat right with me because I just felt like I'm not an influencer I don't I, I can never call myself an influencer I'm basically saying I'm so inspiring like everyone come to me to be influenced like it's never, ever sat right. So if anyone's ever, you know, asked me, oh, what do you do? Not in a million years would I say, I'm an influencer, what do you do? <laughs> I've never liked it. Um, so when I get 
term you know that or described as an influencer I I really cringe almost like if it's written you know down in an article or something I just like oh I don't want to be known as an influencer because also now of the um, negative connotations because I feel like everyone under the sun that has an Instagram following is an influencer now and it doesn't have the most positive you know connotations attached to it and I think people can be coined that term for not really doing a lot you know they might just be influencing a product or something you know um and I hopefully like to think that there's a bit more depth to the content that I put out there I I like to think that there's a purpose to it and I don't really know how I should describe myself but generally it I say what how exactly how you describe me at the beginning a digital content creator author um of the plant-based cookbook and founder of smart skin my my business um so yeah I, I know a lot of people do like to use the term influencer and it's just become you know a generic thing and it might sound like I'm being too egotistic saying that I'm bigger and better than an influencer but I do think there's more to me than that 100 <laughs> percent um and I totally agree with the 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 term influencer it's just a bit yeah, <laughs> yeah. um let's talk about smart skin um because I know we we don't have a huge amount of time but um tell us about smart skin and the things you've got coming up this year you know, obviously, possibly dependent on lockdown, etc. But what are you looking forward to both work-wise and personally? Yeah, so Smart Skin, like I said, I launched in September, the craziest month of my life ever. And it was a bit scary launching a business during a pandemic. It was that moment where I just thought, I've been working on it for two years. And September 2020 was always our launch month. Um, but we obviously never predicted that it would be during a pandemic. Um, and I just remember thinking, is this crazy to launch now? Do we postpone? But I think I was, more than anything, I was so excited to just get it out there that I didn't want to wait any longer. So, yeah, we launched in September. And thankfully, it's going really well. And the launch, even though we couldn't do like a physical celebratory, you know, launch party as we had planned to, it went down so well. The response has been incredible. The support has been amazing. And now, yeah, we've it's now obviously February and it's been going for a few months and I couldn't be happier. And it really has directed my focus with my career to be more on my business that I've created. And, you know, I, I own it. It's, it's a tangible product that I've created, which is amazing because my career online, I don't own it, you know, like, you don't actually own your Instagram account or your YouTube account, like, YouTube and Instagram own that, so it could go like that, so actually having something that feels more stable uh, to focus on that you've created from scratch has been so rewarding, and hearing people's response, it's, it's been really amazing, so we've got more products launching, at the moment we've got five products, we launched with five, and we've been working for the last few months on the next few products for this year. So they're going to be staggered um, from April through to autumn, winter of this year. So that's something that I'm really excited about, and I actually love. My, I think probably my favourite part of the whole business is is trying out the new products. Um, because you kind of come up with an idea of like, oh, it'd be really fun to like have this. I wonder how that would work. And then you're working with the labs and getting all these different samples and then finally picking like the perfect one. And then the frustrating bit is having to wait until you can actually talk about it and your friends and family can use it and then you put it out there and everyone can try it. Um, so that's kind of what's happening right now. I've got all of the products like finalized and they're just we're just kind of like waiting to launch. Smart Skin going forward is going to be my main focus and it has been for the last few months which I have loved I've really enjoyed this new direction with my career really enjoying it and um, I'm obviously still going to be continuing on YouTube 
a little less frequently than I have done previously, but I think, again, that links down to me having my boundaries and not wanting to share too much about my personal life. Um, but I will continue with that and Instagram, of course. And in terms of my personal life, do you know what? I'm just so excited to go on holiday. I want to come to Bali. <laughs> That's all I'm focusing on right now is just like, when is this pandemic going to be over and I can just like get on a flight and go away and be on a beach with Sophie. Like, that's all I want. Um, I can't wait for you to come. Oh, I, like everything you've told me about it, I get so jealous. It sounds like the absolute dream. Yeah, I actually, I haven't been on holiday. I know this is the same for like literally most people, so I can't sit here complaining. But yeah, I think October 2019 was the last time I was on holiday. I actually took a break. Um, I mean, I did. I moved to India, obviously, in January of 2020, but that didn't feel like a holiday at all. That was, you know, absolute crazy, stressful. Um, I like adored India. I adored Mumbai. But I think when you move somewhere, it feels very different, especially the first few weeks to, like, going on a nice holiday, a break, like, not working. Um, and I think as someone that's self-employed or a business owner, like, you'll get this. you kind of forget to take breaks and like book yourself a holiday but I can't I haven't in over a year like actually booked off holiday time so in my personal life this year I cannot wait to take a bit of a a break hopefully somewhere hot and sunny with a beach (laughs) and you have to come bring me some of your smart skin products as well when you come visit me oh yeah 100% (laughs) have it Well, thank you so, so much for joining me today. I have loved chatting with you and yeah, it's been wonderful to hear your highs and lows and how you're moving forwards. And I'm just like so impressed with, with your decision to heal. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I've loved this conversation. It's a pleasure as always. And likewise to you, I think it's amazing that you've just gone after your dreams you you know hopefully everything has happened for a reason for us I I do truly believe that yeah me too (laughs) thank you so much for listening for more inspirational tips please head to www.sophiedeard.com and sign up for my weekly wellness letter